It's not about the end point. It's about the journey and seeing an in and out reference in anime. Welcome to Love It or Weave It, where we let you know if we love an anime enough to recommend it to everyone or if it's just for the worst of the weeps. I'm Annie, and I still hate rich people. I'm Jeff, and I'm a professional con artist. If you're new to the podcast, each week we watch the first three episodes of a new anime and cast our votes to Love It or Weave It. Today, we're covering Great Pretender, which is available subbed and dubbed on Netflix. Not The Great Pretender, which is what I almost just said. Uh, before we get into that, Annie, have you been watching or reading anything interesting in the world of anime or manga or your filthy korean webtoons all right so speaking of webtoons <laughs> this is not korean i think this is it's still on webtoons but uh laura olympus is back it's been back for a couple of weeks but was it gone yeah it was on like it was on like season one ended and then it was gone for like a month or two and now it's back hmm. and it's great things are ramping up i say that every time <laughs> webtoons has taken so much of my money sounds like you're excited that there is more Olympus. I hate you, but yes. <laughs> what about you, Jeff? All right. I, I actually, for the first time in like forever, I have actually been watching anime because I uh, got back into studying Japanese while watching anime. And then there was a big Faker and Order event that ended in the past week that I tried to cram in the last couple of days by playing while watching anime. Um, and I totally failed to not to not finish the event at all. But I did watch a bunch of anime. I got caught up on ReZero. Um, and oh, boy. <laughs> Like, okay, so I heard so much praise about like, oh, this this new season gets to really interesting places and like this season's a lot of bullshit. And <laughs> but 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 there is one episode, I forget which number it is, but it's pretty obvious which one it is. Um, there's actually extremely good. And I was like, crap, was this episode of ReZero actually like really poignant and touching and like almost made me cry? Like, wow. I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to explain that it it's basically like a flashback to uh Subaru and his parents. Aww. And I think Though I don't think there's any hint before that, like in the first season. Well, it's been so long since I've seen the first season. But I don't think there's any hint to like what his parents were like. And it's both surprising how much character they have, but also like totally makes sense with like with how he acts. And it also like gets into his like childhood insecurity. And his parents are just really great characters and really touching. And it totally has the like similar thing with my next life as a villainess, where it's like you start off with this resurrection premise and then like so you can have an, an inevitable like pseudo flashback. Did they go back to the real life and then they have to wake up from the real life and then be like, and then like tragically say goodbye to the characters. Like it totally has that, that formula, but it was actually really good. Um, I think it's longer than normal episode two. One thing I think is really funny about the season is that um, there's spreadsheets people have been doing of which episodes have had openings and endings. And like the opening has only showed up once in the actual opening slot. Like every episode either doesn't have an opening or play the opening at the end or something. And it's like, usually anime does that when it's like the episode itself is so monumental, or whatever, there's like a good reason to avoid an opening or ending. And the show has not been that significant. I don't know why they are like mixing up the formula so much, but, but I really like how the ending song is a remix of one of the ending songs from the original show. So like, that's fun. It sounds like it makes me feel very nostalgic. That's good. <laughs> I still won't watch it, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> you should watch that one episode. Perhaps. Um, also, his dad. Mm, his dad is very hot. All right, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a screenshot. Thank you. I'll be the judge of this. When I type Subaru dad, I get um, images. The dad of, in a car? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was not helpful. What's, Su what's Subaru's um, like, catchphrase, motto? I can't remember what it's called. Tag oh, does one. he have one? No, the... The car company. Oh, the car. <laughs> like Mazda's is Zoom Zoom, which I think zoom, is hilarious. Zoom. 
Zoom Zoom? Is Zoom, Zoom Zoom? Wasn't there one car brand that had like became like iconic in the lesbian community for a certain model being like synonymous with lesbians? You know what I'm talking 100%. about? One hundred percent. Um, it's Subarus. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a les- Subaru was a lesbian thing. Yeah, definitely. I think there was like an ad that was like very, it like felt like very lesbian coded, and everyone was like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, like I think they were basically like as much as they could at the time, winking as much as possible. I'm trying to find it now. I typed in lesbian car, and it said, "Why is Subaru associated with lesbians?" <laughs> <laughs> So all I can find is this piece of fan art, but the piece of fan art like gives you a um, good impression of the episode. Good gracious. <laughs> He's got glasses. I'm in. Yeah, That's all I need. Doesn't wear a shirt, but does wear glasses. Perfect. Perfect mix. Um, I also have, I also finished watching Japan Sinks slash Japan Stinks. Oh, Did great. you ever watch more of it? No, because I turned it on and I got sad. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I basically only kept up with it because Eric kept wanting to watch more. And I was like, okay, yeah, I guess I do want to finish it. And it's both... I think by the end of it, I found it less depressing because because it does end on a semi-optimistic note, and it was like sweet in the end. I think by the end, I was just frustrated by plot contrivance, like a lot of the things that we were praising it for, for like being like anyone could die any minute now. In the beginning of the show, like towards the middle, towards the end, it's just like none of that exists anymore. Like the it starts to get like even more bombastic and like um, like action movie esque. Oh, makes sense. I kind of like that, but I also feel like I don't. <laughs> Yeah, and I also and I do to answer our like speculation on whether the show itself would bring up issues of nationalism and stuff. They totally did, and in some ways it's like so blunt and so not subtle. But I still don't know if it had an actual point to it. So I'm like, oh huh. great, it did actually like talk about this, but like, did it actually say anything in the end? I don't know. And <laughs> have you heard? There's a rap battle scene. I love this, and it's a rap battle about nationalism. Oh my god, I must <laughs> watch this episode. Of I don't think it's. <sighs> I think I can tell you the premise of it. It's basically Kite. Um, He's rapping? No, no, no. Kite isn't the one rapping. Oh. Kite challenges that um, the timid like neighbor guy. Oh my god, is he rapping? Yeah, like he challenges him to rap in defense of Japan and then what? gets the, the little brother to rap like uh, being anti-Japan. Oh, this sounds so good. I have to watch it. Oh, and I don't know... I was only watching dubs. So I'm not sure if that how that played in the Japanese. Oh, I'm gonna watch the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was pretty intense, and I was like, "This is so absurd," but like almost delightful. I love absurd. that. I love that. <laughs> You've single handedly sold me on Japan sinks with this description of this moment. Uh, yeah, but there is. I'm curious to hear once you get because there's a point where I was like, oh man, this show like is so harsh with his realism. Like, oh my god, wow, I'm so touched by like how harsh it is. And then it's like, oh no, JK, JK. rap battle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as if that doesn't happen in your daily life. Jeff. Oh, you're right. O- only when the apocalypse is happening. Yeah, you bet. If there was an apocalypse and I was in your group, I would start rap battling people badly. I, mean, but I guess that's happen. why he was listening to music on his on his phone for so long because he had to prepare for the rap battle yeah he's like i have to waste all of my phone's battery at the beginning so i'm ready to rap at any moment <laughs> well oh also to answer other questions i had the the cult arc is terrible there's no redeeming it like there are some aspects of it that i was like oh this is kind of interesting because this reminds me of details of the um cult in the 90s but it's just terribly written and terrible was it like the bna cult like bad because i thought that was pretty bad i think it's much worse because like the bna cult was an interesting plot device but it's kind of like they weren't like characters at all or had any mission or anything yeah what's what's frustrating about the japan sings cult is that it's basically like becomes the entire focus of the show and oh. it's just like nothing that's going on makes any not that it doesn't make sense but that it's like feels really poorly written 
and then like yeah character motivations like the entire the entire concept of the cult doesn't really make any sense and like like what they're doing and like what their mission is like how they make money you know like just these fundamental details of it it just it just feels so random and then it just why would they need money it's the apocalypse well they have money spoiler alert okay well as much as i like talking about cults great pretender time All right, so you you pick the show. Oh, I get to talk about it. Okay, so at first, I didn't really know what the synopsis was. I just thought the art looked dope, and it was about scamming a French person. Jokes on right. me. Jokes on me. The French person does the scamming. <laughs> I was so mad, but I was like, fine. Wait, so, I so you would say this. that you wanted to scam someone, then you got scammed in exchange. Yeah, I got scammed by the premise of the show. <laughs> Why did you think a French person was going to be scammed? Did you just like look that's up what, a name and see that there was a French the, name? The subscription, or not subscription, blah, blah, the <laughs> description said it because like it describes like the first like five minutes of the first episode, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so it was like saying like, oh, like they team up to scam this French guy, and I was like, sick, I love that. And oh, then jo- jokes on oh. me, the French guy does the scamming, <laughs> and then they go to L.A. and that was a lot of fun for me. <laughs> Oh, but I ended up loving the French guy because um, oh, it's too early to go to the say you, to go to the say you sidebar. But anyways, it's uh, you're still uh, summarizing the series. I know I'm still summarizing the series. Anyway, say you sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> the French guy is played by uh, Junichi Suabe, who played if you'll you'll recognize him as Victor from Yuri on Ice and. I think he was Dandy and Space Dandy. Yes. And Grimjaw and Bleach and Yami and Black Clover and Archer and Fate Night and Aizawa and Miyahiro Academia. Oh my yeah. god, are you on his his Wikipedia? No, I did. I prepared for this Seiyu Sidebar. Oh, wow. He's the only one I cared about. Sorry to all the other actors. but And he's, um, I don't know how to pronounce it, Siete slash Siophon in Grand Blue Fantasy. That's great. So he's but very anyways, hot. it's about a scammer who gets scammed and then he goes to LA and it's great. Yeah, it's kind of like... It scams on top of scams on top of scams on top of scams. It's it scams all the way down. You know what it reminds me of? Is it too early for me to start talking about this? Oh, too late. I don't think so. Okay, so it reminds me. So you, did you watch JoJo's? Mm-hmm. So you know, in you part with this? two. Oh wait, I I I started a part three. God damn it, Jeff! <laughs> then you missed the best one, which is part two with I Young know. Joseph. So. I'll summarize this for people who have culture and have watched part two of JoJo's. In part two of JoJo's, it was less about stands. In fact, there were no stands. Great. Um, that's what that's the world I want. A world with no stands. Oh my god. No army? Great. <sighs> so there were no stands. And it was just like, come on, or whatever. Just breathe, just breathe real good and you'll fight good. But anyways, Joseph would always do this dumb shit that he'd be like fighting someone and he'll be like losing. And then he'll be like you think I lost? Well, what you didn't notice 20 minutes ago is I did this, 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 and this, and it set it up for me to win. And then suddenly, like, the villain, like, falls into a thousand pieces or whatever. And it was really funny because you didn't realize the whole time. Also, you couldn't have possibly realized. But, like, it reminds me, the great, or great Pretender reminds me of that because you'll be like, oh, they're in the middle of a scam. It's not going well. And then you'll do, like, a mini flashback to all the different things they set up. And it was a Wait, lot of fun. Can we set up a game? I what? propose that the first person to say the great pretender instead of great pretender loses okay that's a good game starting now though (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm sorry it's a great pretender i keep wanting to put a the in front but i won't (laughs) um yeah like the structure of the series is basically like someone looks down their luck but then they actually had this twist up their sleeve the whole time and then someone else is down the luck and they actually had another twist up their sleeve and like um yeah 
Like, I don't- I'm sorry. I can't believe you started at part three of JoJo's. That's <laughs> <laughs> the most basic one. Oh my God. And that one's hard to get through. I'm sorry to JoJo's part three. But- yeah, I don't. I didn't like it that much. No, it's so long too. I, I only loved it once I got to part four. Yeah, part four, it takes off more. Actually, okay, so I d- don't love part one. Sorry to everyone. Part two is excellent. Part three drags. Part four, good. Part five, excellent. Like part one, so I've gone back and started to watch part one. And I, I, yes. I didn't get through it, obviously, but like, yeah. it, uh, like once going into it as a fan, like by. Like after seeing part four and some of part five, like I was able to appreciate lots of things about part one, but I not enough that I was like so thrilled to keep watching it. Yeah, I encourage people to skip part one and go to part two because it's just so much more fun. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, back <laughs> to the actual anime we're talking about. Sorry. Um, so are you done with your description? Should we do our initial verdict? Yeah, I don't know how much of a description that was, but <laughs> it yes. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are we doing like count of three if we loved yeah, it or we yeah. did it? Okay, you count. One, two, three. Loved, Loved it. it. Oh, oh. oh, oh! I guess it means. Oh, I guess it's not the. It's not our final verdict, but it looks like we might be locking it in. Hey, I loved it. I'm so <laughs> glad you loved it too. I. It's not the most enthusiastic love. Like I am a little bit worried about accessibility because I definitely like my enjoyment of. I think it was mostly like bounced back by the end of these three episodes, but like definitely at the end of episode one, I was like. I think this was too confusing to be enjoyable, but then they basically, at the beginning of episode two, explain everything from episode one. So, um, and actually talking details about these three episodes is kind of tough because it is very twisty and no one twist is that big, but it's kind of like- Enough weaving together that it feels a little more complicated. Yeah, no, I just mean like, it's hard to talk about details of it because like, I think it would kind of spoil your experience or ruin the experience if you like knew a bunch of those twists going into it, you know? Okay. So starting right now, mini spoiler warning. Nothing's crazy, but it is crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I think we should hold that till later. It's like so hard to talk about it, though. That's well, okay. So, like, let's talk about some like general aspects of it, though. Like, okay, the opening slaps. Opening, yes, the opening, and slaps. like not necessarily the music, which is fine, but like the visuals are dope. Yeah, I basically I saw. I think I saw the opening on YouTube or something a couple of months ago. Maybe it was Ooh. like a preview or something that included animation from the opening. And the show before that wasn't on my radar at all. And I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be cool. It looked really great. I, w- I watched it every single time. I did not skip. I mean, it's kind of weird because we're praising it for having the audacity to not look like anime. <laughs> I know. Like, it's basically, I don't even know, like, how you just, it reminds me of those, um, like, Spy vs. Spy Mad TV cartoons. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, um, there's a, like, a famous, like, uh, director who would use, like, these kinds of openings in his films. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm trying to remember his name. So there's probably some obvious references he's making and we're not getting it. Yeah, because I, it's like very similar style. I watched these, like a compilation of them once, and now I've completely <laughs> forgotten. I feel like a fool. Well, speaking of obvious references, the ending song is is The Great Pretender by Freddie Mercury, and the animation for it is these cute cats being adorable, but also the first couple seconds of it is, I didn't realize this, I'd, I'd never seen the music, I haven't seen any Queen music videos, and um, yeah, the opening where like the cat bursts through the, the text that says Great Pretender and then starts singing and the three other cats are singing that's like a direct parody of the music video for the great pretender so love that it's great we love a good queen reference yeah like i i wonder how much of the budget of the show went into just getting that song for the ending <laughs> but it was worth it okay alfred hitchcock that's the director have you seen like psycho like the opening for that i, I saw psycho so did i ever told you in eighth grade english class i think we watched like in class, a single scene from Psycho. I think it may have been like the shower murder scene or something. I don't remember why we had to watch it. Um, but like 
after class, the teacher like asked me to like, like before leaving, like, oh, Jeff, I want to talk to you at the front of the class. And she was like, I think you'll really like this film and gave it to me to watch. And I was like, why did she why? like single me out as like, you need to watch Psycho? What does that say about me as an eighth grader? I don't know. I mean, I appreciated it. That's a bad rep to have, I think. <laughs> at the time I was like, oh, maybe she like thinks that I'll really appreciate this prestigious film director. And like, but yeah, I don't remember. Um, All right. Now that I'm looking at them, they're not like that. I mean, they're really old. They're from like like the 70s and 60s. Like Vertigo is from like late 50s, I think. But like these openings were like very influential and like opening title screen. And that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, I mainly remember like interesting typography, but not actual like yeah. animation. It's also, I also, my first thought was Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> I mean, is it similar to like, I haven't seen that many of them, but James Bond movies? Um, perhaps. I also haven't seen that many of them. I mean, like, because the thing where like the gun barrel rolls over and then you see James Bond, like that's at the end of some, usually the end of some animation, right? So maybe? I think, I think that's. All of them have that. Right, all of them have that at the end, but I assume they have different animation before that. I remember, wait, I saw the one the one that had the Adele song. That had animation, right? Boy, I don't know. Yeah, okay, maybe it's it's like more like 3D animation, but there is this elaborate 3D animated sequence set to the Adele Skyfall song. Well. So, so it's probably obvious references to things that we don't get and we're just talking in circles about. We're just about. dumb. <laughs> we're just being dumb. Sorry, we're dumb, but it looked great. Right, it looked great. That's all that matters. The Did you notice any other music in the show in particular? I was cracking up at the rap that played in the background. I, I missed that. You missed it? I, it was so funny. Sorry to whoever made this. I'm going to look it up and apologize to you profusely. But there's... <laughs> Like every now and then, because they're in LA, they had this like song. Did you watch it? I guess it was, the music was in English. The rap was in English. So it doesn't matter if you watch subbed or dub. But it was like clean. There's no swearing, which is fine. But it was like clearly a rap about the plot of the show. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like something about like getting money and like leaving home or something because things are unfair. And I was cracking up every time it came on. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh man, it was it was so funny. And I was like, okay, I get it. It's LA. You're rapping, but good lord. <laughs> okay, so besides the sick ass rap, what, <laughs> did you notice anything else about the music? <laughs> I didn't, but yeah, I was wondering if you had. Yeah, just the rap in the background of a couple scenes. <laughs> All right. So I'm still laughing about it. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to find out who what the song is and where it's from, but <laughs> I think the other, the most striking thing about the show, aside from the opening and ending, is the background artwork that just has like this hyper stylized. I'm not sure what kind of style it is, but it's basically just like, would you say like very saturated colors? Definitely. I felt like the, because the opening has a very like, I don't want to say painted, but like hand drawn feel to it. And I felt like that kind didn't completely bleed over into the actual art, but it definitely felt more like colorful like that. Yeah. It's like everything is all the wrong colors. It's like everything is kind of like neon and bright in ways that remind me a little bit of how the background artwork and general colors in Jojo's part four were like a lot of the way the town was drawn was just wrong and like in these bright colors but this is like that turned up to 11 yeah and it, it's one of those things that like it looks iconic and it, I'm sure it's a reference to some kind of iconic artwork of LA that exists somewhere but I can't quite make the connection to what it is, but it looks fantastic. Yeah, it was visually a lot of fun to look at, so I didn't mind if I, I wasn't completely into the story at certain parts. But <laughs> Yeah, and the the art director, who I'm pretty sure is the person who like is in charge of deciding the color palette and that kind of thing for backgrounds, also did art direction for The Eccentric Family, Eden of the East, Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, Shirabako, Sword Art Online, Vinland Saga, The X Movie. So those are all great looking shows. But also Gankutsu. Have you seen Gankutsu? No, I don't know what that is. Oh, so Gankutsu has a very... Visually striking style. 
I'll send you a picture. And a lot of people love it. And I need to go revisit it because like when I first saw it, I just found it so... It's like one of the few anime that I actually found just to be off-puttingly pretentious. Oh boy. But I'm really curious to check it out now. And like, because the premise is basically, it's the Count of Monte Cristo, but like about a blue space alien who's kind of gave the main character. Okay. Um, but it uses these basically like, basically characters, like their hair and clothes. Oh, I have like, seen, I have seen screenshots of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's like their hair and clothes is like- A texture. It's doing the thing that you've probably seen of like patterns where like this, it's a single static pattern as they move, the pattern doesn't move. Yes, I hate that. But instead of it being like normal clothes, it's like space or like clouds and like Ugh, cool visual okay. effects. Yeah, I get it. So you don't like it? No, I hate that. <laughs> like we get it. You're artsy. <laughs> the thing is like, it's very bold and daring as an artistic style, but it's like, it frustrates me a little bit because it's like, I don't think it's technically challenging. You know what I mean? Like if they were actually doing these like patterns that were moving with the characters, I'd be like, oh my God, that's like how they even do that. But it's like, you know, if they're just using it as a fill, like they're creating these cool effects and then just filling the pattern in it's like okay that's not you know like i admire the audacity to make it look different than anime usually looks but like it's not like difficult Oof. i mean i guess it's more difficult than just filling with a single color but yeah, yeah it's just not for me okay wait so you said something about the main character wait in that show being a little gay so let's talk about great pretender <laughs> and the tension in that car when they were driving and they were stuck in traffic <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. There was a lot going on there. <laughs> you mean like in episode, like early on, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they got to LA, spoiler, I guess, for everyone. <laughs> I said it already. Um, and the French guy, what's his name? Lauren. Um, he was like driving and the way he was holding the like gear shift and like oh, it focused on his yeah. hand, like fondling it as he was like talking about like staying with him and like making, being his henchman or something. I was uncomfortable. Yeah. The fondling shot was like. The most explicit thing I've seen in anime the past year. I was like, should I leave the room? (laughs) (laughs) Like right after, like, I don't know. Like he was saying something about him, like, because he was like freaking out. And he's like, oh, you're so cute. And then this happens. I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. He loves him for sure. (laughs) I didn't feel the most shipping energy between these two. No, that was like the the pinnacle of it, I think, for me. But he does Mm. like, for some reason want him to succeed with him have you like noticed he defends him at like every turn i guess so like abby said something just like like negative about him and he's like no like that's a good thing actually like well, i think everyone just hates abby now like abby talks and they're like shut up abby she's like okay i like abby <laughs> but that was predictable oh well, yeah <laughs> I'm just glad she's actually a character, even though it's barely, she's barely in these yeah. episodes, because she was the thumbnail for me on Netflix. And I was like, when she first shows up as, I just guess she's hot girl. cover hot. as a hot, I'm unclear if she was actually undercover or not. Yes. Because I, I don't, I don't think she was actually undercover. I think she was. She was playing a hot dummy because she's a lot smarter or she acts a lot smarter in scenes where she's not um, and in the pool. Well, what I mean is that she later on is like coming into the complex with the other two guys. And I thought that would yes. blow her cover because I thought she was just like a like undercover as a random girl. Like, you Yeah, know. well, he asked. Well, um, Lauren asked the producer guy whose name I can't remember, um, Cassano. She, he asked, he's like, hey, the... Er, Edamura took a liking to Abby. Can we borrow uh, her for the night? Oh, okay, like okay, all okay. sexy. I missed that. That makes sense. And he's like, yeah, take her. I don't need her. And I'm like, whoa, this sucks. I hate you. <laughs> um, I hate all the men involved. <laughs> some some interesting other couple 
things about the staff that I want to mention before we get into spoilers. And first of all, the animation studio is Wit Studio. They are like a subsidiary of Production IG, who is famous for like doing tons and tons of things, too many things to list. But Wit Studio has done Attack on Titan, Seraph of the End, Covenant of the Iron Fortress, Ancient Magus' Bride, uh, Villain Saga, lots of great, great looking shows. And this is yet another one. And I'll get to the series director last because they're the one that I find most confusing. But the series composition, if you look up on like Anime News Network, it's like, oh, they've directed or they've written almost nothing. That's kind of weird, especially for an original show. I was like, they gave an original concept to someone who has barely written things before. And it's because most of their credits, most of their work has been in live action movies, not anime. That's kind of cool. And I mean, the only the only like anime related thing he's done, I think, is is Parasite live action films. But <laughs> I don't think that it was that good. But yeah, he's done lots of movies, and even recent, like one of the most recent things he's worked on is a is a TV drama and a movie adaptation of a series called Confidence Man JP. So I don't, and that I think came out in 2018, <laughs> the TV series, and there was a movie in 2019 and another movie in 2010, 2020. So I'm curious if that was like, you know, did this, it seemed like it was pretty big judging by how long the Wikipedia article in Japanese was for it. So I'm guessing that he basically wrote this like popular TV drama and then they drafted him to doing a similar kind of concept for an anime. But, but yeah, the, the series director, I'm, fairly confused by because almost everyone else involved in the show has like a prolific background like i mentioned the art director has like all those tons and tons of credits for amazing shows the series composition person has done lots of movies the character designer uh, yoshiyuki sadamoto did like the original evangelion character designs and all the evangelion stuff since summer wars wolf children fully coolie chrono cross has like a hugely prolific background um and then the series director has directed a bunch of things i never heard of and kimini Todake which I don't think I've heard anything about the anime version. So, yeah. I haven't heard anything about that either. Yeah, like, I'm curious to check it out now, though, because I I thought these episodes were directed very well. So I'm, now I'm interested in this director, and I love the manga of Kimi Todoke, so <laughs> I guess I should check it out. But but they did a great job on this. Yeah, this was great. This was Liddy. I never would have guessed from this, like, oh, the director is not that prolific or, like, anything. Like, there wasn't... I mean, there's some bits of like the way things are structured that I was like, was this like kind of lost me in like how things were like, like I was saying at the end of episode one, I was like, this is too confusing to be enjoyable. And then by the time they explain things episode two, I was like, okay, they explain too much. And then episode two, they do a similar thing where they leave the, they end the episode on a confusing note. And then episode three, they explain everything. And I was like, I feel like it oscillates between like, you don't understand anything. They understand too much. And it's like, okay. Yeah. I didn't need all that explanation. Also, not to be like super annoying, but everything's pretty predictable. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like someone gets the upper hand and then you're like, oh, but I guess I'm going to guess they probably don't have the upper hand. The other person has the upper hand even more. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. And like, uh, you can predict exactly what's going to happen, like almost to like the word, which if you're like, if I'm being like annoying about it. I'd be like, this is terrible, but it's still fun to watch. They do it in a way that's still like, you know, it's going to happen, but like, whatever, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. The, I think I saw it on the Wikipedia page, like the description, like the synopsis or the description on the Wikipedia page was like, it's a comedy crime series. And when I think about it like that. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like the focus isn't on the like suspense and the like, I don't know, like the gritty realism or anything. Like, if it's in the fun and the comedy of things, then it doesn't matter if it's predictable. Like as long as it, as long as the ride is fun. Yeah. It's not about it the end point. It's about the journey and seeing an in and out <laughs> reference in anime. <laughs> okay. That pissed me off because so that- Inzy out. <laughs> should, should we should that be the what brings us into spoilers because i don't want to yes ruin spoiler this. time yeah so if, in you don't, and out. if you don't want in and out spoilers go leave the podcast now but <laughs> now we're gonna be talking about events of these three episodes we have not watched past episode three 
So if you already watched the whole show, we don't know as much as you do. But anyway, so spoiler for these episodes, the the detective guy, the lead detective guy gets In-N-Out burgers and then complains they didn't take the pickles out. In-N-Out burgers don't have pickles. I know you have to add them on. This is so unrealistic. Like it's suspending my disbelief. Like, no, I can't. I think impossible. I was thinking I was like, watch that scene. And I was like, maybe I just didn't pay attention. And he said, add pickles to like seven of the eight. (laughs) And they just accidentally put them on all of them because that happens. I got some sort of spicy pepper on mine last time I got in and out and I was upset about it. And I didn't even know they had those, but (laughs) they weren't that spicy, but it was just shocking. And (laughs) so things, bad things can happen at in and out. I was also bothered that they didn't have the right bag when he brought it to the station or the the hotel room. It was just a random plastic bag. I'm like, in and out doesn't give you a plastic bag. (laughs) But I was loving like iconic California scenery, Hollywood sign in and out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. My, um, my recommendation at the end of the show is going to be tied into that Hollywood sign. Lit. Get ready for it. But, okay, so for your spoilers now, uh, I think this is the dumbest shit to like try to scam someone with fake drugs that's just candy for such a high amount of money. And to bluff that you have the recipe is the dumbest move you could possibly make. I th- yeah, I think the so so bluffing the other recipe is um Edamura's ploy, right? Like like um, yes. Lawrence didn't make that claim. But Correct. I think even the claim even selling them the one thing for the one batch for however like millions of dollars, I think is absurd because it just seems inevitable they're going to like test it out and like reproduce it before giving you all the money yes and also if anyone else eats a piece of candy besides the three scammers it's the jig is up yeah i assume there's like something else up their sleeves in that regard like that they have something planned for like you know some excuse for why it is not effective on everyone or something but yeah it just seems like all that cash would not be delivered in one go and then like without it being verified thoroughly yeah also that they were like we're checking with japan and then they didn't run like a simple like background check on him to find out he's been committed for fraud like oh they're using his real name aren't they yes they're just using his real ass name that is confusing because someone knows that at some point in the episode right doesn't someone yeah the the fbi lady right oh the fbi lady so not the one, not yeah, the corrupt one. Correct. Not the corrupt LAPD guy, which <laughs> topical. <laughs> okay, wait. So I, in looking up the just the list of characters I put in our outline, um, saw a big spoiler about a character. Oh, God. I'm curious, since you said the show is so predictable, can you guess? I'll say it's about, I'll say it's about the FBI lady. Paula Dickens. Can, do you know what the obvious spoiler is? I didn't think it was obvious, but you you claimed that you could see everything coming. So that's true. I am a genius, but I don't remember. I don't know now. <laughs> but maybe she's also a con woman and she's working with French guy. Yeah, I'm right. Because <laughs> the the Wikipedia article lists her as Cynthia Moore. Like when I was looking up what? the Seiyus as well, and I was like, "Who's Cynthia Moore?" And I looked it up, and it's like, "Oh, Cynthia Moore is the real name of Paula Dickens, who is like Cynthia Moore is as is under disguise as Paula Dickens." Oh my like, god! Oh, crap. Can Didn't someone give me an award? <laughs> I mean, I, I think that is kind of the obvious escalation of things. That it's like, okay, there's there's a detective pursuing them. Oh, actually, the detective is on the guy's payroll. Oh, actually, the detective gets um replaced by a fbi agent oh actually the fbi agent is also on a different character's not quote unquote payroll but like working with them so like once i heard it i was like oh yeah of course but yeah she's also just like too hot to just be a normal fbi <laughs> agent you know i guess also she's in the key art for the series so oh 
that makes sense. <laughs> and I think the structure is evident that it's um by the naming at least that it's five episodes in LA and then five episodes in Singapore and five in some other I think London maybe. Wait, let's go. Wait, yeah. I'm gonna miss the LA references then. It's just yeah. gonna be references I don't get. But it's gonna be references to crazy rich Asians in Singapore, so Oh my god. They just have Henry Golding walking around. <laughs> I've seen pictures of them in the, um, I remember, do they actually go, I don't think they go to the pool in Crazy Rich Asians, the pool at the top of that. Um, I think they do at the very end. I mainly know that pool. So we're talking about the, I don't know what the name of the, the hotel infinity is. The infinity pool thing on the roof? Yeah, I mean, infinity pools are normal, but this is like giant hotel towers. I think it's two towers, maybe three. And then a like long slab of a pool patio deck across the towers. Isn't like the wedding in like the area in front of that, like with that in the background? Am I making that up? In the movie, I think they're just having like a party in front of it. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, the party I'm thinking of. Wedding. Ridiculous. There's two more movies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think it. What is it? It's like the Marina Bay Sands Sky Park Pool. If you say so, sure. There's a recent Detective Conan slash Case Closed movie where um, the whole hotel gets. What there's like a there's like a ship that like crashes into the harbor. The hotel gets bombed, and the um, the entire pool comes like sliding down. Oh my god! (laughs) And I watched it on. um, So when I was flying Japan last time, I was flying through Singapore Airlines, and it was like. They had a, like the selection of movies felt very Singapore influenced. Like it was like a bunch of movies about Singapore and this one Detective Conan movie. And I was like, oh, it's probably because it's set in Singapore. And then like they destroy this iconic hallmark, <laughs> this iconic landmark in this violent way. And I was like, oh, is this good for Singapore tourism? I don't think so. <laughs> Anything that mentions Singapore is in. Great pretender coming to Singapore <laughs> Airlines soon. Yeah, maybe. Probably. Okay. I, I'm looking at pictures and I'd like to go to this. Yeah, I'm curious how um, how exclusive it is. Like, do you have to like have some like crazy crazy room in order to even go to the pool? Because it seems like it can't just be normal access. It can't just be. It would be so crowded, right? Yeah, I feel like you have to stay at the hotel. Even if you're just staying in the hotel, like look how like how big the hotel is. If all of the people, if all those rooms are filled and all those people can go to the pool, the pool will be packed. They better go to this in this anime. <laughs> I've seen backgrounds of it, so I'm pretty sure they do. Because they're like doing bougie shit, like eating lobster, and like <laughs> they better go to this this pool deck. Yeah, so um, I can't think, do you have any other comments about like spoilerific events from the show? Um, no, I just think it's all, it's very predictable and dumb, and I'm really stressed out, actually. <laughs> about like the end he's like you'll make the drug also calling it uh sakura magic is dumb it's a bad name (laughs) bad branding it's a bad brand name um yeah it felt very breaking bad to me except if breaking bad was about a con artist and not someone who actually had a formula yeah also abby's reaction to it was too buck wild (laughs) yeah everything with abby is over the top especially in the i think it's more so in the dub than the sub from what i've seen or in the original japanese voice track what i've seen um because yeah in the dub she like even in um there's this moment I'm pretty sure in the Japanese, she just says, like, when they're about to, like, get into a car chase, and she's like, car chase suru? And she's just saying, like, oh, we're getting into a car chase, and she, I guess the word she used for car chase is weird because it's English, but her English voice actor, it's like, it seems like it's a purposeful bit that she doesn't speak English well. Oh. Like, it, and I don't, it's it's more like her, What like, accent does she have? I don't know. I don't recognize it. Uh-oh. So maybe that's just me being ignorant, and it's actually, like, a totally, like, natural ac- accent for someone to have, but it felt like it was, like, like, when she screams that, it's, like, hard to even understand the English. It's, like, are we getting you a cachis? I was, like, what? Oh, man. Yeah, I think that was what she said in the sub, but it was just subtitled. Also, this so is, um, my, I have, I have the same frustration whenever I watch, um, dubs on Netflix, and basically 
any platform. I don't think I've seen a platform that actually does as well, but like it's impossible to watch anime dubs with actual closed captions. Like when I watch anything, I like having closed captions. And so when I watch dubs, I like to watch the dub and see subtitles on screen that are the same text as the dub script. And Netflix doesn't do that. And so it's like, okay, I can watch, I can hear the English dub script and then see the Japanese subscript and they don't match, but it's better than not having any text on screen when I'm listening to the dub. So I keep doing it, but it's frustrating. Just don't, just watch the sub. Well, I watch the dub because Eric likes the dub better. Eric's like dubs better. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it. I would be interested how they did. So did you watch the whole thing dubbed? Yeah. Okay, so explain to me how they did the beginning yeah. when he's talking in English and then they say everything from now on will be in Japanese. I actually, I'm going to, while we talk, I'm going to go and look that up in, um, if I don't, if I, so I think I may have like, I think. I think Netflix does like some custom logic if you have, like, I think I may have mixed up things by having the English, having the audio track set to English and the English subtitles present. Cause I think they assume that if you're watching dub, you don't have the subtitles present. Um, so I think I may have got it even more confusing. Cause yeah, what, what I saw was they're speaking English the whole time. And then it gets to the point where it says from this point on, everything will be in Japanese and everyone keeps talking English. And it's like, well, I mean, I understood what was going on because I was like, okay, 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 clearly at this point in the Japanese version, they are switching to speaking entirely in Japanese. But it's very weird for the subtitles to say, we're switching to Japanese and both before and after always be English. Okay, did he have an accent before? So they, they, uh, yeah, I I think what was going on is that the the English dub track for that beginning of the show for the first 10 minutes was actually Japanese track, I think. Or or maybe it wasn't because I think I did compare and it sounded a little bit different, but it definitely like, had a stronger speaking... accent before, and then they became more natural. Well, was um, Edamura and his like that old man he was talking to was that in Japanese for you? Like um, his old partner that he was like scamming people with? There was one part that wait, okay, because he was speaking in in Japanese when he was like trying to scam that lady, um, and when he was talking to his partner, who's like this old dude. Okay, oh. so so here's the weird thing that I did not. Oh my God, I'm just misremembering things because it looks like now if I go in and I set the language to be English and I turn the subtitles off, there are still subtitles in the beginning. Yeah, during so that it's part. in Japanese. Yeah, so it's like they keep. So yeah, I think they are just playing the Japanese track, including the, them speaking Japanese, until the point where it says everything from here on will be Japanese, and then it switches to English. Okay, that's like I I'm kind of glad that's the way they did that because also it'd be weird if they were like having the English voice actors do accents. <laughs> that could be potentially uh, horrible <laughs> but i don't think it would be uh oh god i'm seeing the um groping the the, uh, the what's it called i keep the gear shift gear shift yeah is it the gear shift are they in a manual or automatic i, I can't remember automatic. well then it's not the gear shift it's the prindle i don't actually remember what it's called do you, do you get the prindle no someone didn't someone didn't watch the sweet life of sweet life of zach and cody okay I, it's been a while since i watched sweet life of zach and cody also i was in high school and was coming out so it was a little bit awkward to be watching these like babies i guess it is the gear i guess it is called the gear ship oh the okay okay so i was right so like if you are watching with the english dub track and subtitles turned off then the it shows a different subtitle track than if you are watching the english dub english audio track with english subtitles on so if you have if you have English turned on for both, then it says everything at this point on will be translated Japanese because it's showing you the subtitles from the Japanese version, right? Uh-huh. But if you have the subtitles turned off, then it has different subtitles displaying that say everything at this point on will be translated English. So if I had been doing, I think they just assume if you're watching dubs, you don't care about seeing the text on screen and then it's a consistent experience. But it was a particularly weird experience for me because it was 
English both before and after, and it said, this will be translated to Japanese. I probably did not explain this one. It's probably going to come across as confusing to everyone listening, but yeah. Okay, just, so we'll cut all of that. We'll talk about him fondling the Prindle, <laughs> and we'll move on. Uh, wait, speaking of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Okay, the, where are we going? <laughs> the um, th- We're going back to the city of Sidebar. Let's back up. Jesus let's, Christ. Let's jump on a cruise ship to go to The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody The Sweet Life on Deck? On deck? It's not called the sweet life of Zach and Cody on deck. It's just called Zach and Cody on deck. I'm pretty Sorry. sure. Sorry. Right? Okay. Okay. I'm a fake fan. No way. It's just called Sweet Life on Deck. Oh boy. How dare? Anyway, you? the the voice actress. Sorry, the Sayu who plays um, that the woman that he in the beginning of the show thinks that he's scamming and she's actually scamming him. The one with the water filter. Uh-huh. Um, I think her name is Kim Siwon. Um, her voice voice actress is. Her name is Kujira, and apparently she did some dubbing for The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. So it didn't love say who or her. what character, but she dubbed some of it in Japanese. So Oh, I love this. That's That this is what you decided to speak about. <laughs> that's all I wrote down for her. And she's uh, Sakura in the first Danganronpa game. But yeah. Unbelievable. We can we can uh, jump off the uh, Sweet Life on Deck boat now. Thank and God. go back to LA. Uh- <laughs> I can't believe, but uh, okay, I'm glad that they kept the voice track in the beginning then, because I was wondering how they were going to do that for English. Yeah. I mean, it's a particularly weird thing. I think that phenomenon of you have characters speaking in the language they would actually be speaking in the show for a certain amount of time and then transition to just, okay, now let's have them talk in the language that you're consuming this in is a pretty standard technique. And I think aside from that weird dubbing, the weird situation where I found myself in of like the subtitle track not matching the dubbing track and it being confusing aside from that i think like having a title card that pops up and is like okay from here on out you get it there's gonna talk in japanese for your convenience or there's gonna talk in english for your convenience you get it i think that's a particularly well done version of that like yeah it's just like it's like don't worry you'll be able to understand here we go yeah i mean i think it fits the tone of the show which is very like comedic and kind of like not very serious yeah it's fun like in uh i'm trying to think of like other examples i can think of the only thing that comes to mind is like an episode of lost that is set it's set in like ancient roman times so like for the first minute or two they're speaking in what latin and okay <laughs> i've never watched lost and this is making me just not want to turn that shit on ever. <laughs> it's I thought they were on good. an island. Why are they in Rome? <laughs> Why not? Oh, I'm not going to say that episode's good. But is like, it the, the wrong? Am I thinking of the wrong show? No, you're thinking of the right show. I hate this. I'm going to pick Lost as my classic anime pick if I win this season. Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so basically they like, but because Lost is not like a quick, fun, quick-witted comedic crime series like this, they don't have the ability to just be like, title card, you get it. Come on, let's switch to, let's switch to English. So it's just like awkwardly trans. It just like transitions in hopes you don't really notice or think about it too much. And since I watched Lost when I was like, I wasn't that young, but like that was the first time I'd seen that in media. So I was like, did they just switch English didn't exist back then? What are they doing? Why did they switch? And it's like, no, because they just want to tell you that they're speaking a different language, but not actually show that for the entire show. Because that would be because people can't understand subtitles, as Parasite taught us. Uh huh. That's true as hell. People were so annoying about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But I actually, so I thought that was well done and good and it like makes sense production wise but i like when people speak a bunch of different languages so i was a little disappointed yeah it it is i guess it's a bummer because like it's like okay they clearly have the tools to do that for this show and they're putting a lot of production values into other aspects of the show so yeah i see your point like it would be cool if they could have done like gone the extra mile and done that throughout the whole show 
Yeah, and I think maybe I'm just like being annoying about it because it was set in like Los Angeles. And so like it's in America. And like if this, this is clearly like not an American production, but if it was, I would be pissed that they didn't just get everybody who could speak the like accurate language for each person. Like if like they got someone who couldn't speak Japanese to be Edamura, that would make me angry. And if they got someone who couldn't speak French to play Lauren, it would make me mad. Yeah, I mean... But, like, it's not American, so, like, I shouldn't complain, but... <laughs> I think Edamura is the one that's the most, like, you can understand. I think it would be fair to be like, okay, he is supposed to be a Japanese person who knows a, like, passable amount of English, but he's not supposed to be that fluent in it. Like, that seems like the kind of role that you could cast in Japan. But casting Lauren is, like, okay, like, you're supposed to find someone who is french and speaks english really fluently and like maybe isn't the best at japanese hey you could find that that's a thing that just i, I understand not being able to find that the the, the funny <laughs> anecdote i have with this is i remember when i first saw code Geass, and have you seen any code Geass? no i know the opening <laughs> yes um, yes <laughs> but it's I mean, it's the premise is quote unquote multicultural. Like, like it's about Britannia, which is basically America in that world taking over Japan. And mm. I remember when I first watched it being like, oh man, I wish they actually got like, you know, realistic dubbing for this. Like I wish the instead of it being all Japanese, it was like the Britannians were speaking in English and the Japanese people were speaking Japanese and stuff. And it's like, now I look back on that. I'm like, no, this they're not going to, for this like super otaku show, they're not going to pour money into like hiring international actors. For, yeah. Yeah. No. I know. I mean, like, this was also a complaint, not a complaint, but a thing, a note I had for <gasps> Yuri on Ice. Wow. Bringing oh, it back to the mm-hmm. city sidebar because everyone was from a different country and they were all just speaking fluent Japanese to each other. There were like su- subtle, subtle things where they made like Victor not say everything perfectly, um, which I didn't notice because I don't speak Japanese, <laughs> but other people pointed it out and I'm like, that's great. But, but I, again, I kind of wished that everyone could speak their language. I know that's too, that's asking a lot, but yeah, I remember finding that confusing when I would think about what languages, because I don't think it was clear as a viewer what language they were speaking when they were talking to each other because yeah, I think they were supposed to be using English as a common language for most of them. Yeah, but it's hard to tell because right, like they're all speaking Japanese. Like I assume Victor and Yuri, did Victor know Japanese enough to be speaking he Japanese? He was, there were some parts where they made it apparent that he wasn't speaking English. He was speaking Japanese and not great. Um, Again, I did not notice that, but that was noted to me. So, but like I never... <laughs> I never got like there of course there should have been and like not a plot point but like there should have been moments where they didn't understand each other because neither of each other are fluent maybe Yuri's good at English because he went to school in America but yeah so it 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 feels yeah that I feel like the the like realism that show is hurt by them not just I think it would be the most self-consistent and realistic if they just spoke in those languages it would cost a ton more I'm sure and be more difficult on the production side of course but like I think it'd be worth it but I think they the main thing they're weighing is that like, you know, I think country, other countries aside from America are a little bit more used to consuming things with subtitles. But yeah. I think it's I think it's pretty much still the case that like dubbing things into Japanese is more popular than watching things subbed. So Ugh, Yeah. Well, okay, here's another thing where I think it causes a problem for me. Um, is in Great Pretender. It's like in the beginning when he's speaking in English, it's very broken. Or not broken, but it's like heavily accented and it doesn't seem fluent. Oh, so that's um, a brokenness to you. Wow. Okay, not I said not broken. <laughs> She's not fluent. Um, but 
suddenly he's having like passionate speeches with this like producer about movies and he's explaining everything like so vividly and i'm like wait a second wasn't he not great at english because like the guy in the beginning whose name i can't remember he was like it must be great to be so fluent in english he's like oh no i'm just remembering some lessons from school and i'm like you would not know all these terms (laughs) like if you just like did it from school for a little bit yeah i mean i think it's totally plausible in that situation to be like so passionate that you still like get across the point that like he's so excited about and everything. But like there should be some stumbling in that. You know, like it should be part of the writing is that he like is very passionately getting across some things but can't articulate things. And yeah, once it just completely switched back to Japanese, it, there just is no language barrier, it seems. Yeah, it seems like they're perfectly understanding each other, which is great for the story and moving it along, but it breaks me out of it. <laughs> Yeah. Which is fine, because it's just a fun comedy show, but still. All right, let's get to some Twitter questions. Great. I'm mad about it now. <laughs> All right, so um, first question was about from at Corona Bono and was asking about the a sub versus dub comparison, so I think we kind of just did that. Um, and also, follow up to Annie, your, your Just Crack an Egg suggestion. Any easy-to-cook lunch suggestions? Easy-to-cook lunch? Oh, my God. Bowl of cereal. That's breakfast. <laughs> I take that back. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm tired about this. Like the only thing that I, I, I make, I use frozen breakfast sausages. Um, just put them Ooh. in a skillet, heat them up and then cut them up, put them in a salad. <laughs> That's the only wow, lunch I make. Wow, that sounds lame actually. Wow. Sorry. I made an egg sandwich for lunch today. That was pretty lit. That was easy. Oh, an easy lunch. Hard-boiled eggs. Ew. You don't like hard-boiled eggs? No. The only- What is wrong with you? There are only three forms of egg that are acceptable. Scrambled. Oh my god, you're a child. Omelette. Okay, bougie. Tamagoyaki. I'm sick of you. <laughs> weeb. You're a childish, bougie weeb. <laughs> Wait, I omelette's not bougie. Omelettes can be bougie. Don't you remember that that episode of Dexter, Omelette du Fromage? <laughs> No, I do not have What is wrong with you? Because I was poor. Unlike you, you're pretending to be poor. Yes, with my Cartoon Network references. Even even when my family stole cable for like the first 10 years of my life, we did not get Cartoon Network. So When you stole cable, you didn't get Cartoon Network? No. That's the first thing I got. We didn't actively steal cable. We just moved. My parents, before I was born, moved into a house that they forgot to disconnect the cable when they moved in. So they just kept getting cable until I was 10 years old, And at which point our neighbors got cable. And then they like checked the lines and were like, nope, cut this off. Man. And then my life came crumbling down. It's been downhill ever since. That does sound awful. But we never got Cartoon Network, so, you know, there wasn't much to begin with. That's true. You didn't get my sick Dexter references. (laughs) No. What about SpongeBob? Did you watch SpongeBob? Yeah. How did you watch SpongeBob? Mr. Don't have cable. SpongeBob is on Nickelodeon. Are you kidding? That's true. Are you kidding? Okay, when I was a kid, Cartoon Network had more good shit, I think, than yeah. Nickelodeon. Yeah, Nickelodeon had like... Had Avatar? I think at the point where like I was... Because it got shut off when I was in fifth grade. Also, Avatar did not exist when I was in fifth grade. Thank you. I'm not a child oh, like you. Um, that's true. <laughs> uh, but it, I was definitely on the verge... At, at the age of 10, I was on the verge of like, Nickelodeon is full of the baby stuff I don't care about. I want Cartoon Network. And I did not have it. Wow. And then I got nothing. So then I had, to deal, with, I had to deal with network television... And and then D- Digimon, I think in when I was twelve, Digimon moved to ABC Family, so I couldn't even watch it anymore. Oh, for me, it was on like one of the free channels. I can't remember. Oh yeah, like new episodes were air- were airing week to week on ABC Family, but then they started syndicating those that series on 
UPN. So I was able to watch it eventually on the weekdays. Like a- wow, embarrassing for you. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of an easy to cook lunch suggestion besides hard boiled eggs because that does sound a little sad now that I think about it. <laughs> Going back to my suggestion, an omelet. An sure. omelet's not easy to make lunch. And also that's brunch. How could you? I like smoothies. That's also breakfast. God damn. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, a grilled peanut butter jelly sandwich. No, I've gotten lazy. I was going to recommend just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Damn. And I was trying to think like, what did I eat? But I had crispy tofu today. So that's not very simple. I had a grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwich the other day. And I was like, it's not as good as I remembered it. it oh, like- you know what I had yesterday? Sorry about your peanut butter jelly, but this is more important. <laughs> I took a sweet potato, I wrapped it in tinfoil, I shoved it in the oven and walked away. And then I came back later and ate it and it was great. <laughs> I think I said you forgot it and then it was like didn't exist when you came back or something. No, I came back, I grabbed a stick of butter <laughs> and then I was just taking a bite of the sweet potato and I'd rub some butter on it and then I'd take another bite. <laughs> Uh, chaotic one, one time when i was in high school like i guess i i think my parents we ate dinner super super late so like we might eat dinner at like 10 or 11 p.m or something what so i think i like and i also didn't usually eat lunch at school because i didn't have a lunch period so i sometimes would just eat lunch when i got home at like 3 30 whatever and oh damn um yeah so i think one time i just like made ramen and like the computer that i used was in the basement so i like made ramen um upstairs and then just like i think i like turned it off when it was done but then i like went back downstairs to go play a game or something and forgot that it was no. there so it just like was hot enough that it just like all evaporated and when i came back to it like Three hours later, it was just like the noodles baked into the bottom of the pan. Oh my God, Jeffrey. That was gross. That's horrifying. Just throw a yam in the oven and walk (laughs) away. Yeah. So last time we had the problem of afterwards, I realized that you inadvertently copied a marketing slogan of just crack an egg. Oh yeah. I remember. So hopefully just throw a yam in the oven is not someone's marketing slogan, but you never know. That's true, but it's pretty good. (laughs) All right. So next question from Midnight Evo said, I just finished it last night and loved it. Do you think it would be a good introductory anime for people who've never watched anime before? I was, like, I saw this question yesterday and I've been, I'm not sure. I want to say yes, but the beginning might throw some people off. Yeah. The whole switching languages thing might be a little funky to people who aren't used to subtitles in the first place. And then they'll be like, oh, I thought they're speaking in English. I don't know. I would have to watch more of it. But so far, story-wise, it's a lot of fun. And I think I would recommend it to people who've never seen anime before because it's also just like really pretty yeah i think it is hmm. i mean it's hard, it's hard. We, we obviously we, we haven't tested the theory yet so like we're just guessing about whether it'd be good for people or not and i think that the i think the kind of sensibilities of i think it's hard to get someone to anime with a comedy series does that resonate with you like i feel like you yeah, can usually hook someone on like a really fun dramatic series but not one that's like I think it takes a while to warm up to anime humor. Yeah. I think luckily, though, for this one, the humor isn't inherently anime. Yeah. It's like definitely like there's none of the big tropes that we usually find. It's definitely not based on like high schoolers or any of that stuff. So it is funny, but I don't think it suffers from like being anime funny exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. True. So like I could suggest it. Yeah. To I, th- I think because it's written by someone whose primary work is not anime, it definitely does not feel like that. Thank you to that. That man. <laughs> Thank you to the man. I was trying to remember a name. Could not remember. <laughs> Thank you to Great Pretender Writer Man. Thank you to Writer Person for doing good job. They did a good job. And I appreciate it. Yeah, I think this would be a good introductory 
anime for people because it's serious enough that they can get into it while also still being fun entertaining. Yeah, That's I think wrap up. I think especially if people like trying like what what would you even classify of like Western movies that are similar to this like about con artists about scams about scammers i can't think of any right now my mind just went blank head empty <laughs> my my head is also empty so but yeah i think if but i think like yeah it'd be a good introductory anime for people who are into the similar genre of western f- or non-anime films but if i don't know if it's like the best introductory anime for everyone that makes sense yeah that's true but i've gotten people into anime off some whack shit so <laughs> I, I think I think the, like someone's anime, someone's introductory anime is more personal and more sub, a lot more subjective than normal anime recommendations because it's like it has to be a thing that hooks them in just the right way that like if, if there's some reason why they have avoided anime so far, it has to be something that like hits them at just the right angle that they are tempted to try out anime, and that yeah, is much. I'm- a much narrower like crack to get into than normal recommendations. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people's reservations about anime are like oh it's just like hentai yeah like people assume when you see anime it's hentai and to their to like to their point a lot of it is gross (laughs) and i like i'm sick of it too trust me (laughs) so i always have to be very like conscious of that if i'm recommending something to someone who doesn't really consume anime i have to make sure there's like zero fan service that's like nasty like about like high schoolers or like children. I have to make sure none of that's there. Right. And this definitely checks those boxes, right? So for the most part, yeah, there's like the little ass shot of Abby that made me uncomfortable, but like, it's fine. Yeah. and I th- But I feel like also the, the way it uses sexuality is like, it felt more like Game of Thrones and less like anime, if that makes sense. Yeah. I did appreciate how adult and mature it felt. Except for there were a lot of jokes about the main character being a virgin. I was like, that, yeah, a little too much, a yeah. little too much there. But like, at least they were acknowledging, I don't know, that like, it's part of conning people that sometimes you have to seduce them. <laughs> it was very funny. Uh, yes, I want to recommend. There, done. I did it. I usually, yeah, I usually recommend people serious stuff when I want to get them into anime or Yuri on Ice and I've gotten people into it through that. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, no, yeah, I think it's also like visually striking enough that if people, if people have reservations about general anime style, like this does like the character designs i feel like are a are like pretty standard anime very well polished and very well executed but not that different from standard anime designs but the backgrounds are so are so striking that i think i could definitely catch people who have resisted anime so far yeah and it's based this arc at least is based in america so if they're american here you go yeah familiar the show would have been better if it ended with um kids in america like the Dijon movie did when they went to that's america that's true that would have been fire <laughs> Oh, wait, can I bring up a serious part or point about the show? I'm doing it. So you didn't give me permission, but I'm doing it. <laughs> what if anyway. I said no, but I meant yes, and that was my scam all along? I hate you so much. Um, <laughs> I appreciate, or I think one of the points it's making, like hidden behind all the comedy, at least in the beginning, was how um, like when you ostracize people who have like a criminal record, it just puts them in a situation where they can't better themselves no matter how hard they try. And I did appreciate it, like shining that light a little bit on that it's like he didn't do anything that bad but he couldn't get it like a honest job because of a little mistake and then he had to become a scammer for the rest of his life and i was sad about it but like it's it's like a common thing that happens when you have like one like misdemeanor or something on your um <laughs> record yeah and especially how like it starts off with him having a tarnished reputation because annoying he did just his dad did something that we still don't know and yeah i do think the like what what point 
it ever tries to make with that is undercut by us like enjoying the fun of him being a scam artist for life and him getting deeper and deeper into the scams. So it's a little bit compromised, but I'm hoping in the end, like he doesn't have to be a scammer anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun right now, but like I hope he doesn't have to do it forever because he clearly doesn't want to. <laughs> I think he's going to end up loving it. No. Well, Lauren was like, hey, I know you. why you became a scammer and like you're an innocent boy pretending he's bad, which also like, okay, well, watch your wording, sir. But, <laughs> but like, I'm hoping he doesn't have to do it anymore. He just gets a nice boy job. What's a nice, what's a nice boy job? I don't know. Not scamming a film, like a film producer who's also selling drugs. I, I think it's even more innuendo to be like a nice boy job tell me about his nice boy job okay no (laughs) bad boy is way more innuendo well yeah but nice boy has like i don't know it's even more forbidden because you know you expect the bad boy but no it's okay an innocent boy pretending to be a nice boy is way more like like sexually wait an innocent boy pretending to be a nice boy what no what did i say innocent boy (laughs) pretending to be a bad boy my bad (laughs) oh boy Oh boy. Wow. Okay. Um, Damn, there's a lot going on. <laughs> we should wrap this up because especially if we're committing to do a full review of it, we should save some material for that. Oh shit, you're right. Loved it. Still love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to keep watching it. Uh, yeah, so let's get into our final thoughts. Loved it. Yeah, I I guess so. Yeah. Gonna keep watching. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna keep watching. I'm definitely, I'm like- I this- stand Abby. <laughs> This is a, a, such a, bin, a bingeable show that I feel I feel awkward recommending it based on three episodes when it's like okay we're sixty percent through the first story arc <laughs> we haven't seen how the first story arc plays out because um, if like you were saying how predictable it felt to you if that it, it's towing a very tight line there of like is it fun enough for you to forgive that predictableness and I could see it potentially tipping one way or the other about getting so predictable that it stops being fun anymore. But I'm hoping that it stays on the right side of that and just enough that we don't see the skeleton so obviously. But yeah, I think I think this also felt more bingeable in a natural way compared to Japan Sinks. Like, I don't know. Yeah, when like, they were forcing you with each cliffhanger to keep watching. Yeah, like this was like, I guess the third episode did not have one, but the first two episodes had cliffhangers that were like made you want to know what happened, but not like, this is so depressing, I want the show to be over get it over with like keep moving i don't want to stop watching because this show is depressing it was more like i want to know what happens next and that's fun and exciting and not depressing and sad like the show you made me watch last time damn sorry <laughs> and i finished it because you made me okay i didn't make you watch the whole thing but also was this one my pick yes you're welcome but i would have picked it anyway it wasn't you just Whatever. snatched it up i didn't watch it because of you yes you did you're welcome Jeff. <laughs> All right, so if you want to go check it out as well, it's available subbed and dubbed on Netflix. That's true. I agree. You're right. Wow. Yes. Annie, what do you want to recommend? Shit. Can you go first? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to recommend um, uh, one of the things that I caught up on while I was uh, grinding Fake Grand Order mindlessly is another show that prominently features the Hollywood sign, and that is the final half, final season of Bojack Horseman. Finally got around to watching. I think it came out like in january or so um and like eight years ago basically (laughs) yeah basically pre-pandemic um and it i don't want to like this this final half of the last season was not like the funniest but it's still pretty funny and still um kind of by the end of it dealt with like it kind of is a lot of seasons of the show are frustrating because it's like just seeing a shitty person be shitty to everyone and it's like oh that's the point he's he's terrible but like in the last season especially this final half of the the second half of the final season is much more like dealing with the repercussions of that in a way that is not it's never actually healthy but like you know feels at least more responsible in that regard and and it 
it was so sad to see it go because it was, it was a fun time for several years there. Um, and and yeah, my favorite my favorite joke in the whole series is how I think it's early on in season one he like steals the D from he steals the hot the D from the Hollywood he sign. He steals the what? He steals the D. <laughs> Don't, don't you need to steal the D? Um, anyway. I don't need to steal it. I steal the D. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the sign says Hollywood, and Woo! for the rest of the show, they just call it Hollywood. No one says Hollywood anymore. They just talk about Hollywood now. Like That's a good joke. They all talk about living in Hollywood. But I'm going to spoil a joke from one of the last episodes. They have an unveiling ceremony and replace... They're like, oh, we finally fixed the sign. And we, we're putting the D back, but they did the order wrong, and they replaced it with a B. So then it becomes Hollywood, and then they Love just refer to it as Hollywood instead. So Love that nonsense. Yeah. Good show. That's good. Is it my turn now? Yes. <laughs> you can't just keep stalling. Um, I don't do anything else. I just watch what I tell, or we tell each other to watch, and then <laughs> that, I go about true. my day. All right. I already blew my sweet potato recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to be doing something other than watching BTS That's the rest true. of the hours I'm, of the day. I'm learning a language that i can't suggest learning a language <laughs> or doing flashcards of learning that language or listening to a podcast about learning that language i think i've recommended all these things already though are you actually all are you so committed you're actually doing this like several hours of free time every week every day i do at least an hour oh wow look at me jen i'm a star that doesn't explain what you do with the rest of the hours of your day that's really true <laughs> i eat food i watch videos oh i bought a bucket hat <laughs> Can I can I recommend getting a bucket hat? Because it's just like a nice amount of protection from the sun. Uh, you know? Sure. Get a bucket hat. They're nice. Wait. They look like you're from the 90s. When I Google bucket hat, I see a bucket hat made from Ikea bags. Love this. It <laughs> looks like, so stupid. Is it real? Is it sold by Ikea? It's like on Amazon. I have no idea. You have to send me this link. I mean, it's like sold on Amazon. It seems like it's an official thing. Absolutely buy me that. <laughs> I'm not buying that for you. <laughs> Wow, you're not a very good friend then. Five star, four point eight out of five stars. <laughs> First review, five stars. You may get hot in it easily. I just love this hat. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so stupid. <laughs> five stars. Weird but loved hat. I don't understand this hat, but my teenage daughter wanted it and loves it. Now all of her friends want one. These are good. These are good reviews. Oh boy. Bucket hats. They're great. Okay. They're stylish if you're from the 90s and and they protect me from the sun because it's a harsh world out there. Okay, now that you got your recommendation out of the way, I can finally reveal. So you said all of the reveals in the show are predictable, right? Yeah. So you didn't notice that I didn't watch any of the show. What? No, I didn't watch any of it. You're lying. What made you think I actually watched the show? Let's flash back to all those moments. When Jeff, are you Stop. <laughs> Jeff, you're lying. But at which point was I lying before or lying now? You're lying now. How do you know? Trying to do a twist. <laughs> But you believe me, don't you? No, I just, I'm gullible and I put too much trust in others. Don't ruin my trust in my fellow man. Well. You're lying because we talked about the voice changing or the language changing shit. And that's not something I could look up on Twitter. You did also say you were like, let me just look this up real quick to make sure. So listeners, you should write in and let us know if you think I watched the episodes or not. He's just lying. He's just a lying <laughs> garbage man. And you don't believe him. Don't slander garbage men. Wow. Okay. Sorry. I respect our garbage people, but. Jeff is just a man made of garbage. Anyways, thanks for listening. Sorry that Jeff is a liar and I couldn't think of any recommendations better than a bucket hat. Please review us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars only. Thank you. <laughs> 
And send us your listener pick for the season. I There's not really anything on my radar that I see people talking about that we don't have on our slate. So, you know, let us know. There's something else exciting that we should watch. We, um, looking at the slate of things, because we, because we did not love the first three shows, but we did love Great Pretender, we have, what does that mean for us? Bye, Precure. Yeah. So we're definitely kicking Precure off of the, Thank off the God. cliff. Unless listener people. Yeah. Unless, unless listeners it. also pick Precure to bring it back off the cliff. Please don't do that to me. <laughs> um, but yeah. So depend like depending on how much we like Mr. Love, Rent a Girlfriend, God of High School might be off the cliff. Oh my god, oh, what I if we both love Rent a Girlfriend? Oh my god. We're not going to. Oh my god. Can I can you, could almost you believe? Guarantee could you believe? You, I can almost guarantee you we're not gonna love Rent a Girlfriend. Anyways. Oh, that would be the ultimate scam if I could get you to love Rent a Girlfriend. Anyways, <laughs> tweet us your listener pick at Love It or Weave It. Or email us at loveitorweaveit at gmail.com. I'm Annie, other name. Nope, let me try that again. <laughs> you can tweet at me at Annie, other name on Twitter. And I'm definitely Jeff on Twitter. And if you know of any way that I can scam Annie into loving Rent-A-Girlfriend. It's not happening. It's not and happening. join us next week for Mr. Love, Queen's Choice. Ooh. You spelled choice wrong <laughs> in the document. Mr. Love, Queen's Chalky. <laughs> Queen. Bye. Queen Choicey. Bye. And as we always say, get high on life. Not on anime. I started playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Ooh. Yes. Why? I traded downloading it in exchange for someone watching the Dynamite music video. <laughs> You're just going to be incurring all this debt, yeah. all this like favor debt yeah. in exchange for getting people to watch. You need to get to level 30 by today to get the um to get the, the summer outfit, which I need to do after this oh, call. Oh, shit. I cannot level 21 levels in a night. I think there might be a way to skip, but maybe it's only paid. Oh, yeah. I think you have to pay. And I'm doing the free trial, so. I'm a cat girl. <laughs> <laughs> to did you see him? I think I posted it in Slack how I like lost motivation for the game once I stopped being a hot cat boy. Oh my god! What what character did you switch to? I switched to a um the little little guy. No, because like oh they're cute. Get out of here! The re- the animation when they go to bed is so cute because they like Ew. jump on the bed and then like crawl around the bed. No, you have to be a cat person. <laughs> <sighs> I was like doing the the character creation and I was like okay cat girl for sure and then like the second option for girls is boob size and i was like all the way let's go (laughs) (laughs) i like it was a little disappointing i'm not gonna lie i thought they'd be bigger but i do i do laugh every time i see japan stinks like that's still funny (laughs) (laughs) i should have like drawn stink lines or something onto the no (laughs) it's still funny though i still laugh every time it's a good joke or can you i can't draw stink lines can you draw stink lines like i just want to i just want to draw them on that banner like around her butt and his no! butt <laughs> we're not doing that but... like they're running away from a fart you know uh, oh there's a very loud plane passing why is it that's so that's why my mom you know on, on on the same topic um when i was little my mom would fart and then say it was a plane passing over that's really passing funny above us. <laughs> Planes didn't fly above us either, though, so... This plane, like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> I believe that. I was loving all the LA imagery. I was like, California knows how to fuck. I was having fun just because I was like, I've been there. there. Cat what? Wait. Uh, you don't know what which song one is it? that I was recommending. What? Huh? It's not in the anime. No, I know, but you only sung like two words of it, so. California knows how to party. I don't, I don't know. What is it? It's California love. I only know, um... You don't know California Love? I know California Girls. Jeff? That's Katy Perry. Okay, it is Katy Perry. I'm glad I got that right. Jeffrey. I, for a while, when that song's popular, was that like 10 years ago? Oh god, it was. Oh my god. But like... California Girls? Yeah. I would have it stuck in my head, and then I would start to like hum it to myself, but like halfway through the phrase California Girls, like I would say California, and then I would go into California Dreamin' instead, and I'd be like... Oh my god. California Dreamin'. No, crap. I did it again. Crap. I hate you. Anyway, back to anime. I really am shaken to my core that you don't know California Love by Tupac and Dr. Dre. I didn't know Annie, Are You Okay? That's true. You didn't know Smooth <laughs> Criminal by Michael Jackson. Or um, uh, you didn't know Jenny from The Blacklist. No, I still don't get that one really. Please, if you're listening to this, can you tweet at Jeff to say he has no taste in music because he's uncultured? I didn't... A lot of this is like stuff that I had no choice but whether to be exposed to as a kid or not. Oh my god. Did you know that Ellen DeGeneres occasionally, quote unquote, dances through the audience section of the studio talk of her show, The Ellen DeGeneres Show, while her DJ plays this song, California Love? between the opening monologue and her first guest. So look at that. Look at your problematic fave. But anyways, um, besides you not understanding my reference to California Love, the most iconic California song. Um, wow, I'm so mad. It's fine. <laughs> I, I mean, California Dreaming is more the uh, type of songs that I heard growing up. So, Oh, Jeff. It's fine. You're not from here. I'll let it slide. Um. And as we always say, get high on life. Not on anime. Okay, fine, that one works, but I hate you. <laughs> Get high on Sakura magic. Not on anime. No, that's worked better before. Okay, so now I'm sending you California love to Edgy. Oh my god. Maybe that was a lie. Maybe, I, maybe I'm actually the world's number one California love fan, and I lied for- You're gonna hear this, and you're gonna know immediately what I'm talking about. I only know- I grew up only knowing songs that they were in commercials. Okay, this was- everywhere you must know like i think i was like first exposed to queen songs through commercials this hurts me like i remember also i saw the cat in the in the ending and i had heard it was queen and i thought they were gonna do cool cat i it didn't even cross my mind that it would be the cover of the great pretender (laughs) i was like you're a cool cat I know Dr. Dre. Wait, when did he join Apple? He's still at Apple. I like how it just lists cities. Oh yeah. So yeah, he so Beats by Dre was bought in May 2014. So yeah, we were we were he's my coworker at Apple. Oh my god. We we were there at the same time. I hate you. <laughs> I don't recognize this at all. I don't like it either. You don't recognize it at all? No. I grew up with white music. But Callius, where they put the Mac down. 